0: Hey everybody, what's going on? How you doing? Welcome to another edition of Extra Point Live. We're just kind of getting settled in here. Uh, I was out at Wobbewick Western and we started almost an hour late because Midland couldn't get there. Um, And I'm sure they wish Midland just stayed
1: home. It was funny. We we sat down just a couple minutes ago. Literally, we're just starting. We all just kind of got in in the the last few minutes. Bernie was the first one here, but I kind of looked around. And Bernie's kinda of <gasps> sitting there with nothing on his face and Lauren has nothing on his face and yeah. I said we all look like we've been out in the cold for the last few hours and uh, it, it was it was hey, you know what? Props to all the the, the athletes that were out there that, that had to endure this tonight because that's it's just not easy. There's no, no other there's there's Clarkson no other there. way. To it's say like it. a
2: full on mini snowstorm going
0: on. Did like a squall. Yeah.
1: Wow. Wow. We didn't have that at Wald Lake,
0: um, but certainly being off that water doesn't make it any easier. And um, so, all right, so here we are. Enough of us complaining. Uh, the, the bottom line is Osman oh, Matt And his Mallory excellency, Rolfers. Matthew Mallory. Matt?
1: He's got the rosy cheeks, too. A, l- a little yeah. bit of that going on with everybody today. Yeah.
0: So, um, yeah, crazy, crazy night. And I think it is, uh, when you use the word emblematic, when you have weather like this, you tend to have results that are... Surprising, um, because uh, some teams come to play, and some Western
2: don't. just. And I, I don't want to start this thing on a down note. but yeah. You know, it, that
0: Oakland County's my beat.
2: and yep. and you know, Western just for the last two years, you just from from game in to game out, you didn't know what team you were going to get, and you one one game you could get a team that looks like a, they could compete with any team in the state, any team in the whole Midwest with the type of talent they have, and then another game or two you get the result that you,
3: you got tonight. They looked like the fourth place team in the
2: NBC. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. Forty three nothing night. They follow the Chemics uh, credit. Uh, Al Money, who was running that offense. They were uh, very shifty in you know how they kind of delivered. They run a variety of of uh, Uh, offensive plays. They'll have guys coming across. They'll give it to him. He'll do the RPO. Uh, He'll pull it back and he'll throw it. Really, everything worked for Midland tonight. Uh, It was complete domination from uh, the first snap to the end. Uh, Western just couldn't get anything going uh, offensively at all. Uh, So you credit the Kemic defense, too. Uh, But it was really field position they were put in. They stopped him on fourth down several times, especially as they were Uh, you know, down 20 points, you know, they're going to go for it on fourth down. But um, I give them a lot of credit. First regional title since 2007, so that's big. Uh, I talked to um, Eric Methner after the game, and uh, he would be willing to come on with us, so uh, I got his phone number. Uh, I don't know if he's going to have the whole uh, video thing going, but they're going to be on the bus for a while, so if anything, we'll get the audio going and talk to them. Uh, but again, just uh, just a dominant performance. Who would have thought Midland would beat Wall Lake Western forty three to nothing? Well,
3: especially because when I went to cover the Midland Midland Dow game, right. it was kind of a play in game for the playoffs. Right. So they and it, it was questionable because Dow actually had more playoff points going into that game. Yeah. it was questionable if the loser of that game was even going to get into the playoffs. Right. And now they're this far in the playoffs. Now after you were they, just
2: looking at recruiting stars, you you would think it would be the yeah. the, the lopsided victory on the. Yeah other side of the coin but that's why you play it and that's why high school football and what you get at the high school level doesn't always translate into the recruiting world and where kids are being projected yeah where kid might land because it, it really at its core at this level it's all about heart
0: yeah I do want to say quickly, uh, Extra Point is brought to you by uh, Lawrence Technological University, uh, the MHSAA, and Hungry Howies. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, those who are with us, uh, we appreciate you. And uh, again, just kind of getting our bearings here. Is, uh, it was brutal out there. Uh, but since we mentioned the Midland game, we could start It shows right? what kind of heart yeah. the, the Chemex had yeah. coming
2: down here, staying, staying focused despite the, the late uh, arrival, right. and, and going yes. into... Western Territory and, for all intents and purposes, yeah. punking the well, Warriors.
0: Well, I mean, yes, no doubt. Uh, they will take on Muskegon-Mona Shores next week, who uh, beat up on Portis-Northern yes. tonight, 58-28. Mm. To That's no little task, either. Yeah, so uh, that one will be, we'll see where they, you know, again, about the semifinals, we'll see where they, they play these games. They always try to find central locales. Uh, so we'll see where that ends up. Warren D. LaSalle beats Port Huron Northern tonight, 21 to three. That's no surprise. And Groves and Franklin got together, and Birmingham dropped 53 tonight in a big win over uh, Livonia Franklin. So they end their season. Uh, so Groves-D. LaSalle will be the semifinal in Division Two in Midland, Muskegon, Mona Shores. Uh, at the top of the bracket, and yeah, there's no way we would have called this Final Four. Yeah. Maybe even seven weeks into the season, uh, no. let alone I, the beginning. And
2: you got to give so much credit to Brendan Flaherty and, and Groves, and and that team um, getting to where they are right now, playing for a chance to go to Ford Field uh, with a team that was, in some ways, an afterthought in their own league.
1: Yep.
2: Yeah, um, everyone was talking Oak Park. Harrison was Harrison a, was a big storyline. Story. Yeah. Um, and Groves, you know, they lost those first two games of the year yeah. and uh, played tough in both played those games both, against Bloomfield right. and Oak Park uh, and haven't lost since. Yeah. And this is a team where you've, you've, you've had to have uh, guys step up, guys that weren't count on last year on, uh, on offense are now having to step up on offense. A guy like Khalil uh, uh, Dossie, their best player, going to Harvard, the cornerback, but had never really played offense before. This year he's turned into an electrifying uh, slotback. Receiver slash running back, return guy, he's doing it all. Uh, uh, McCurdy, Damian McCurdy, has turned into an all-state caliber tailback. And this is a guy that was a backup last year to Chase Ford.
1: Props to Franklin, you know as well. Come on, I got to get a little Livonia love in there yeah, because sure. this they played tough at the end. They, that's they exactly it. They, they didn't go down without a fight because they were scrapping yep. uh, to,
2: to, to the last uh, whistle.
1: Just to get in, and you know they had that. In, played a lot of a lot of football the last couple of years, so I mean uh, yeah. scrapping just to get in, got a couple games under their belt, but uh, yeah, at the end of the day, too much. Fifty three? Is that yeah. what it was? Fifty three? My goodness.
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So Sean, you uh, stepped over to Belleville West Bloomfield out there, out there on the lake. I'm sure that was very. We were talking about that on (laughs) the lake. something.
1: Uh, Belleville had two touchdowns called back pretty pretty early in the game, and it was interesting because uh, West Bloomfield did absolutely nothing with the ball. I mean, and when I say nothing, I think it was three three and outs. I I I could be wrong. Maybe they got a first down in there somewhere. But then once they got it going, they hit a field goal. And then, you know, when the third quarter starts and they score a touchdown, Mosley caught a touchdown. Honest to goodness, and shows you what I know, I, I thought it was over. I was like, okay, West Memphis has got the offense going and everything, and it was gut check time. It, it, was, it was gut check time. Two short touchdown runs, a couple of big defensive stops, but the, the last touchdown run, um, I'm wearing the Spartan cap. For yeah. those of you that remember the Big Ten championship against Iowa and that last drive— That's what Belleville did. Belleville got the ball back. It was an 81-yard drive. It was just, we're going man-to-man, and we're just going to run the ball. And they went straight down the field. And when I say straight down the field, it was methodically straight down the field. But they ended up scoring the, the winning points with uh, just under four minutes to go. But uh, And they're running Jalen Hunt. Jalen Hunt scored both yeah. yeah. The
2: defensive end scored but, going to Iowa. Like, it like, yes. looks
3: like
1: Bettis running the ball. He just bowls people over. Yeah. It's not anything I
3: didn't even know he
2: ran the ball. Yeah. They were two was, short yeah. runs.
1: It was um I, I think it was four and three, maybe four and two, whatever. But it was it it was mano a mano in the elements. I mean Pull out every other cliche that you want, right. but it was it was one of those mano a mano games, yeah. and uh, like I guess I can't stress this. I really thought West Bloomfield was going to run away with it once right. they got the offense going and they got right. up ten nothing. Yeah, but uh, hat on hat and Belleville took care of business well, again. At home. About twenty college recruits on the field between uh, both teams. Maybe more. Maybe more. Maybe
0: more yeah. uh, which is hilarious. Uh, and again, yeah, Belleville. You should, might you might
2: have twenty. 20- Power conference Yeah, yeah, kids, power conference right. yeah, yeah. No, Not counting true. the Mac kids. Yeah,
0: yeah. And, and the interesting thing is, it, and we talked about this with Fortson, uh, is that playing now in the KLAA, it
3: you're, is playing, you're
0: playing tougher nope. teams. You're getting more prepared for runs. You've yeah. faced adversity. Belleville certainly faced adversity okay. several times. Uh, including a cho- couple times yeah. this year. And bright. I think
2: we've talked about the last couple of years, and or we talked about this year, how the last couple of years kind of set the stage for what's happening in 2018, and that's this Belleville crew, you can call them Cast Tech West <laughs> yeah. or what have you, with yeah. with Jermaine Coel coming over there and kind of installing a lot of that technicians-type system. But sure. they're taking that, they're going to the next level as their program. And, and that was what the expectations were. Yes. And last year, you know, they took that, you know, mid-level step, undefeated in the regular season. Yeah. I think they lost in the district finals. Lost in the district finals, and, you to know Canton. Right, and then you know, this year it's we're, we're up in the ante, yep. and the ante is now winning district and regional crowns and they getting a shot at the brass ring. For yeah, never. so
0: it sets up a real interesting matchup next week with Chip Valley mm. uh, as That'll they, be be, That's as be they beat as they beat tonight, forty-two to
2: seven with authority.
0: Yes, yeah. and again, we. It, I'm not surprised. Chip Valley just everything rolls. They're a for machine, them. right? They are now. a machine.
2: They're playing with uh, as any team in the state playing outside with Moxie, of Muskegon,
0: they are the machine. They're playing with mocking I mean,
2: intelligence, they have the athleticism, yeah. they have the leadership. Yeah. You know, all the pieces are there. The stars are aligning for them, yeah. like I've been saying, to, to go in to, to go into Ford Field and cement a legacy as one of the top teams Macomb County yeah. has produced in quite a while.
0: I can almost bet with certainty that that game will be at Troy Athens on Saturday, um, so that will be really interesting next week. And on the other side, the game you were at, Clarkson-Lapeer. No, I was oh, at madison was at Madison. No one.
2: No. Okay. okay. Riverview, oh, Gabriel oh, Richard. That's yeah, right. Tracking a Mr. Football
0: candidate. Yes.
2: In Austin Brown. Um, and uh, you know what? But I'm just to get there,
0: we'll just yeah, before we yeah, get there, yeah. let's just say Clarkston beats Lapeer tonight. They think them thirteen nothing. Lapeer. We were kind of just saying, you know, is this is this a team that nobody's right. talking about that is going to? Well, again, it's Clarkston. The Clarkston repeat effort, yep. yeah, is alive and well.
3: The, the yeah. district hex that had always been the issue yeah. for Lapeer, but that Clarkston hex is still there because I think of their losses since they merged the schools. Yep. It seems like half of them are to More Clarksmen. than half, I yeah. think,
2: maybe are to Clarkson because they always
3: meet. Yeah, in the they playoffs, always meet in the playoffs, the and I think they met in the regular years. season once. So. Yeah. So,
0: um, so you went to see Austin Brown. I went to see Austin Brown. They win 44 to 7. Not a surprise. 44 7.
2: And Brown. Division 7. Is just really impressive with his versatility this year. A, a, a kid that wasn't going to rest on his laurels. Threw for 3,000 yards last year, 30 touchdowns and whatnot. Went yeah. to the Final Four. Yeah. Um, wasn't in any way, shape, or form a threat to to beat you with his legs. Mm-hmm. This year, he's concentrated on it. They've kind of tailored the offense to it, where they're 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 mixing it up to the point where it's 50-50. Yeah. You don't know well, what's coming, and uh, as a result, his uh, passing attempts are are have have fallen back. But he's over a thousand yards rushing. Uh, today, he went over 100 yards uh, on the ground and through the air yeah. in the first half. Right. Um, sat down for most of the second half, but uh, ended up with 100 uh, 197 yards rushing, 130 yards passing, uh, scored three touchdowns on the ground, one uh, one touchdown uh, hookup with a uh, pile uh, Ike Pollard in the second quarter, and uh, they were up 44 nothing in the third quarter, and just really in, in cruise control mode. Going to try to you know take that next step uh, under James Rogers and, and return to the. F- Returned to to the uh, I don't know if they were at Ford field in oh five or they might have been.
0: yeah yeah they that were, they were there, I there think the first so then, I think oh four was the first one
2: returned to uh, um yes return to, uh, uh, to 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 the, to, the, to the the bright lights. now Be- nobody with that bright light program
0: City. was was well, that was out of kind of up. out of
2: nowhere yeah. in 05, and then yeah. you know the program's established itself as as you know one of the best yeah. in, in this area quietly. Yeah. Every year they're winning 10, 11, 12 games. Yeah. Um, but they haven't been back to the uh, state championship game since 05, And yep. this is a group that was knocking on the door last year, lost a, a close game in the semifinals, and and like I said, with the kind of balance that they're uh, unleashing right now, they are a lethal bunch defensively. I want to shout out that uh, the linebacking core, um, obviously. And rightfully so, Austin Brown gets the lion's share of the headlines, but this team is going on defense right now. They hadn't allowed a point when they, when they gave up their touchdown in the fourth quarter. They hadn't allowed a, a score, let alone a touchdown, uh, in 15 quarters. No. Um, they are uh, blowing every team out that, that comes in their way, and that defense is led by a, a trio of linebackers that I was really impressed with. Um, Chauncey Ernst, who is a, is a sack machine on blitzes, he had 18 sacks last year, That's, Seventeen this year had eight or nine tackles. Um, and then Adam Long, their, their middle linebacker, had about fifteen tackles today. And uh, just you know, they're they're really igniting the team um, more so than than Austin Brown.
0: Right. So very very resemblance of uh, Detroit Loola, you know, for those few years in Division Seven, just rolling. And, uh, you know, it was going to see who was going to come from up north to give him a challenge in, in the championship. They're going to take on uh, the winner of the Monroe-St. Mary Catholic Cassopolis. Central Casopolis game tomorrow. Mm-hmm. That's a 1 o'clock start. Since we're there in uh, Division 7, New Lothrop continues to roll. They beat, they Pae- beat Pae- Be- was I, I almost yeah, picked, picked them. I, know. I, I don't think I did. I, I think did. we
1: all went Pauwama. Yeah, we? I went Without a without a
0: hesitation, I yeah. went Pawamo, uh, feeling that uh, they were playing some of the best football in the state.
3: New Lothrop's only loss, though, was to Traverse City-St. Francis, right. and that's not exactly a bad loss. No,
0: no. So good for them. Uh, they win 26-14, and they will take on Lake City, who beat Ross Common tonight 34-28. So it was a good game there uh, in Division 7. Um, no, I
2: took New Lothrop. You did! <laughs> Alright,
0: you did. All right, And the Chemex. Good right? for you. And the Chemex. Wow. Alright, so gonna, you're going you to you dislocate my t- shoulder, patting my myself yeah. on the back. Yeah, it does. Picking right. against PW. So, uh, Matt Maurer, you were uh, out at Allen Park?
3: I was. Yes. And it was as cold there as everywhere else. <laughs> yes, on the Yes, exactly.
0: It, it doesn't discriminate <laughs> uh, no, the cold. No, no. Uh, so, uh, but you uh, there for a Division Three matchup, Martin Luther King and Allen Park, fifty-four to fifteen, the final. So, yeah, I think yeah. those uh, thing feelings that maybe Daquan Finn is out of the Mister Football race. Maybe he made a statement. To Not him. so fast. Oh, okay. Yeah, he
3: right. uh, well first. I believe it was second play from scrimmage and it was a muddy field too. It was an awful, you know, standing yeah, water on the sidelines yeah, and yeah. yeah, from the 10-yard ten ten 10-yard line in, it was just a quagmire. So you thought maybe, okay, maybe this will slow him down a little bit. And second play from scrimmage, King fumbles and Alan Parker recovers and you're like, eh, maybe yeah. here we go. Yeah. No. Right, as soon as as soon as soon King got the ball back after a three and out, Finn ripped off a 75-yard touchdown run. Mm-hmm. He had touchdown runs of 75, 1, 44, and 1 yards. TD passes of 25 and 75. And really where the, the muddy field came in, as much as anything, was as long as you, as a runner, were not trying to make drastic cuts right. and were just taking choppy steps, yeah. it, the defenders were really having the, the hard time, you know, yeah. getting their equilibrium Dignity, sure. and, yeah, and, and coming to balance and tackling. Arm tackling, and yeah, there was a lot of arm tackling, a lot of diving, and people missing tackles, yeah. and uh, so Finn ended up with 127 yards on the ground, 201 in the air, five total touchdowns. Yeah. Uh, excuse me, six total touchdowns. Okay. So statement.
1: yeah, it was yeah. DeQuan Day statement. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, bad.
3: he was. You know, I
2: I dubbed him the front runner coming into the race. Yeah, and so he was yeah, early in the in, season, yeah. certainly.
0: Yeah, exactly. And we he didn't
2: do anything to to per, to lose it per se. No, no. no I mean, no, no. he he's he's lived up to the billing.
0: Sure, but. it had just been you know the starting with the cast yeah. tech game, yep. and then the one you know the the offense Real close just wasn't doing yeah. yep. exactly. Grand, you know I mean obviously the cast right. tech and game was And other and
2: other players right. have popped
0: up. But, and, and right, we always go on big game performance. Now early in the season was huge. I mean, yeah, East yeah. St. Louis, big yeah. Muskegon, Lost. even in a loss, yep. great game. Yeah. So, yeah, no, the, he's back right there as I expected him to be. In fact, speaking of Mr. Football, we do a little fun, uh, Sean and I, we and we kind of had a consensus from the guys. What we felt maybe our final four would be if we started today, and, and that was as of Wednesday, not even as of these results. Um, you know who it would be, and, um, and I'm not saying DaQuan Finn was not in there.
2: Yeah, no, I'm not saying that da- DaQuan was has lost the race. No, I'm just sure. saying that he slipped back oh, a little no. bit. Yeah. he slipped back a little bit. Yeah, and now he's making a no, absolutely making an argument, and, and you know, it's and it's unfortunate. Exhibit the, A, right? Look what I'm just doing, taking my team back to the final. The final. guys yeah. like
0: Stephen Walker who now are not can't play any yeah. more games. Yeah, so they can't add to their numbers. So their big game performances send to fail. Those are the ones that now. You know, almost take miracles to get into the final four because we have several guys still alive in terms of their teams. So, uh, so King is going to take on the, the winner of Farmington DeWitt. We are projecting, mm-hmm. uh, as we're in voting season, that yeah. we're projecting DeWitt <laughs> will get through that one tomorrow against we, Farmington. But hey, zero precincts reporting. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. but hey, you know, I don't want to uh, you know dismiss the Falcons. Here they are, and they're like, hey, they we got to play this game. They got playmakers. Yeah. You know, I
2: don't know about the depth uh, and the size factor that's going to come up against a team like DeWitt. And but I don't
0: know what the weather conditions yeah. are supposed to
1: be tomorrow, one. Um,
2: but, you know, Kendall Williams is a playmaker. Yeah, Jordan yeah. Turner is a playmaker. Hey,
1: It's supposed to talking, snow in yeah, East Lansing. Yeah, they were talking about a little bit more snow that side of the state west. Okay, so, so they're going to be well, at Lansing, Cap. Yeah, yeah. Depen- depending on okay. going closer to the lake. Okay. Because I'm going to be at Grand Valley tomorrow, so I know okay. I know that they're talking about a little yeah. snow that way.
3: They were talking about snow at the State yeah. Ohio State game well, too. So that's Lansing. And that's about yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, about five miles away. All so. right,
0: all right. So we'll see. You know, again, those sometimes the great equalizer is Mother Nature. Uh, Zealand East uh, beats Palmer Western tonight 50 to 24 on the other side of the D3 bracket. Muskegon beats Cedar Springs 34-18. What's wrong with Muskegon? Only yeah, oh my points. god. They yeah. gave up What's 18. going on? What's going on How here? How could that, they? That
1: Cedar Machine. Springs
3: defense was for real.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah. and we
0: know that Cedar Springs coming off and went over Mount Pleasant, which was yeah. really, uh, and 44 to 14, you know, convincingly so. Uh, they came in wanting to play, and, uh, you know, it looks like uh, they hung around for a bit, and Muskegon does what Muskegon does, and I'm sure Cam Martinez ran for 295 and threw f- three scores, yeah. or you know. I mean, so once we we see the the breakdown on that, uh, we will uh, we'll. He's provide. a machine. Yeah, <laughs> he's an absolute uh, big. Zealand
1: East Muskegon,
0: huh? Next week, right? Yes. Yeah, so yep. Zealand East Muskegon, which will be good, and uh, yeah, that will be that will be very interesting. We've got some. We've as always, we've got some great. Uh, Semi-final matchups that will be coming up. Let's take a look at Division Four. Really, the only game tonight was Williamston blanking St. Clair, which uh, you know, I was kind of riding that St. Clair train yeah. a little bit. Uh, but um, it's funny, when you have sometimes these weather types of games, especially when it's so cold, you will often see scores like this, yeah. like we had at my game, uh, were Midland, you know, blanks a team, you know, convincingly one team lasted them. Yeah, okay. so one team just seems to be rolling and the other just can't get anything going. And uh that seems to be what
1: It's, it's uh, amazing what's the case in football how they they're just there are some teams that are more equipped to do yeah. that. I, yeah, mean, yeah. I mean I mean as yeah. as cliché as it sounds it's it's real. I mean yeah. they're just for whatever reason it's like it's almost like oh good it's look it's at a, the a it's a now. toughness factor. Yeah. yeah.
2: And in no matter in what school you're at, no matter what town you're in, yeah. no matter if it's a rich town, poor town, black town, white town, yeah. you know, there's there's uh, uh, an, 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 a an immeasurable a, um, a a factor that has nothing to do with what you run in the forty has nothing to do with how many offers you have. It has nothing to do with even how many touchdowns you threw last game. It has to do with this game yep. under these conditions. Yep. Um. And and that's something that can't always
1: be, uh, you know, the, measured. It can change during the game too. I you know I, I hate to switch up, but when Wayne State had their run to the Division II final, yeah. their first game, people forget we were at St. Cloud and St. Cloud was smoking them. It yeah. was twenty-one to six. Wow. I mean, they were going to run and then the snow started it, game was over i mean uh-huh. they ran they ran all over st cloud uh-huh. guys were making business decisions at the end of the third quarter if you know what i mean yeah, they yeah, just, yeah. you know you're down by 10 points and i don't need to do this right now and yeah. they end up scoring 44 points and blowing them out and everything so and you see it at all levels it's it's amazing how it works the out
2: you know the intangibles that yeah. that uh like i said every every team's got one or two of them the great
0: teams have 10, 15 of them. Yep. Yeah. So good on Williamson, ten and two now on the year. They beat Flint Powers Catholic last week. Yeah. Goodrich the week before that. And obviously, we know the Flint area was strong right. this year.
3: Well, and they took PW to overtime right. in the regular season finale, right. and that was kind of the point at which I went, hmm, mm-hmm. maybe the Williamson teams. You got probably something. picked Williamson. I don't think I did.
0: <laughs> I may have. I you know, probably remember. have. So uh but again they're the only game in four. They're gonna take on the winner of Chelsea, Farmington Hills, Harrison, which is tomorrow. We'll I'll, do... be, out. I'll be out there tomorrow. Okay, I'm cool. Gonna... We'll do a little preview and a uh, little predictive stuff at the end of the show. We'll talk about, you know, first the the results uh from tonight and then we will um we will get there. So um so that's what's up in, in D four. We'll take a look at D five and see tonight what uh what took place? Internet a little slow. Uh, see. A lot of Saturday games there, too. Oh, is it? Yeah. Did we have any finals tonight? Uh, the only final I'm was froze. Marine
3: City-Denby uh, was yes. two overtimes. Marine City wins 40-32 to 32
0: mm. in uh,
3: double overtime.
0: Well, it's interesting. Denby had uh, never won a regional. Mm-hmm. 2006 was their last appearance right. in the regional, so um, this was just you know, amazing for them to to get where they are, and boy, to to go to two overtimes, which is, of course, if you know in high school football, you go to the 10, and you just, you know, keep running plays until it's over, and, um, you know, good on Demby to to hang in there and and fight and scratch and claw, and hey, Marine City does it again, going back to the state semifinals. Uh, They'll take on the winner of Frankenmuth Portland, which is tomorrow at 1 o'clock. So on the other side of the bracket, Reed City, second on Swan Valley tomorrow, and Hudsonville, Unity Christian, which, again, is another surprise that has been just rolling. Um, then to get taken on Hackett, Hackett yeah. tomorrow. So that will be uh, what's going on in that. We talked a little bit about Division 7 and Division 6. Lumen Christie continuing to do what they do. They blow out Blissfield, 33-0. And at the top of the bracket, on the other side, Traverse City, St. Francis, who you referenced yeah. earlier. Beats Kingsley forty-one to twenty. For second time this year, yeah. right? So the the um, uh, we got some good games tomorrow. I'm really curious to see if Flint Hamid's Magic is going to continue. You know they're undefeated. They take on a good Montrose team tomorrow. Uh, that's a two o'clock start, yeah. and then Montague and Schoolcraft to get together. Two schools who are f- familiar with uh, being in this position to uh, advance further in the playoffs and. Um, We'll see how how that one turns out. So um, that is what's going on in Division Six. In Division Eight, we had one game, and that was Harbor Beach. So I've been riding the Pirates this this playoff team. They're kind of uh, um, my guys. They yeah. blank beacher tonight, thirty-five to nothing. Again, we see more.
4: Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. I saw I saw the Beach getting it done, but uh, uh, yeah. I mean, this is just what we're seeing tonight. We're seeing blowouts. We're seeing shutouts. Shutouts. An unprecedented amount of shutouts for regional finals. So um, they're going My game should have been a shutout.
2: Yeah. I mean, it was 44 yeah. nothing into the last right. three, four minutes. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: So, yeah, there you go. They're going to take on the winner of Breckenridge and Ishpeming, two undefeated teams that will play tomorrow in the UP. Yep. Yep. And, uh, yeah, only a couple UP teams left. So and yeah. uh, Holton, and detroit southeastern and reading tomorrow and so that will be uh what's happening i can give you since we have it here i might as well pull up a couple uh eight player thing we did have one morris beat cologne 40 to 8 the magi yeah yeah so what
3: isn't it the magi the
0: magi yeah the morris magi? no no no
3: cologne, cologne oh cologne
0: oh okay uh, and uh, Aubrey Mor- Sims and Pickford will play tomorrow. They're both undefeated. And Morris is the Orioles. In, in Division One. Okay, well, that's interesting. You know that. And then uh, Rapid River and You'd be Cedarville. be surprised at what he knows. I know. He's slick.
3: <laughs> be
2: scared. Uh, him. Yes, <laughs> yes Rapid, Rapid River
0: beats Cedarville in Division Two. 8 player, 36-30. So uh, they will take on the Portland St. Patrick Onekama winner tomorrow. So that's what's happening in... And oh,
4: Nechama. That's, uh, right? so that's Tom. 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 Tom's, yeah.
3: Tom's new uh, new home base. Yeah.
0: Although I doubt he will be at that game. Yeah, was
3: he was there. going to be at that game, but uh, he was going to cover it if it was tonight. All right. Can't cover so it let's
0: all. take a timeout. We're going to take our first break. Uh, thanks for joining us. We'll uh, comment to some of your comments, uh, and we'll also take. Uh, we'll just bring up the Mr. Football race uh, since they're a sponsor. And uh, we'll talk about that. I have some news regarding the Amble Award. So uh, that's coming up. So stick with us. We will be right back.
5: I want to be a dermatologist, and though a lot of universities tried to recruit me for basketball, Lawrence Tech had the science curriculum that I wanted. LTU Southfield campus is a great place to learn, and the classes are small enough that I don't have to wait for office hours to talk to my professors. They're usually right by my side, challenging me and guiding me toward a successful future. Lawrence Tech, possible is everything.
4: Today we want to take you inside of our Sportsmanship Summit program. For over 20 years the MHSAA has conducted Sportsmanship Summits and annually more than 1,000 student athletes from over 100 schools participate in a series of workshops during the month of November. The focus is on the line that separates good from bad sportsmanship not just as participants but as spectators cheering at athletic events. The MHSEA Student Advisory Council has a hand in developing the curriculum using insights gained from the annual Battle of the Fans competition. Details for the upcoming Battle of the Fans are introduced at all four workshops. During breakout sessions, students meet and discuss sportsmanship with local registered game officials who explain sportsmanship from their perspective and how that differs from what students experience as participants or fans, and engage in different exercises designed to help communicate the message of good sportsmanship. Schools wrap up the day-long summit by developing a sportsmanship campaign to implement locally upon their return home. To learn more about our student leadership programs, visit our website at mhsaa.com. Back again. You know me. Pepperoni
1: Asiago. (laughs) Oh, he's so cute. What's his name?
2: Pepperoni Asiago.
1: (laughs) I just want to eat him up. (laughs) Flavor fanatics love us because we invented flavored crust pizza with 100% real mozzarella cheese and fresh dough made daily. Now get meal deals for any budget. Hungry? Howie's.
0: Hey, everybody. Welcome back to uh, Extra Point. Uh, Matt Mowry, Sean Belesian, Scott Bernstein. I'm Lauren Plant. And uh, we're here just uh, talking a little bit about uh, the uh, regional finals. So, you know, not all the games tonight. um, But uh, we know that some of you guys are are checking us out on Facebook and uh, as well as on YouTube. Uh, So um, I do want to say I'm just kind of – oh, yeah, there it is. My boy, my boy, my boy, Brian so uh yeah that's right we're giving the harbor beach their love and uh, my guy brian fuller's ead there is uh is listening and they're fully excited in the thumb about uh, the potential for beach again it was not too long ago they went to the the finals and uh that was really exciting and uh, in fact the uh, ltu athletic director here scott trudeau is a uh, former harbor beach pirate so i remember him going uh, against, but uh, yeah, thanks for the comments, you guys. Really? Um, oh yeah, so one guy says all but Sean picked Belleville <laughs> to lose. Uh, no way, folks. Uh, blind Shaking my day. head. No way, folks. I did. I picked West
1: Bloomfield. Blind yeah. squirrel. Yeah. Blind squirrel. West Bloomfield
2: went to the state finals last year. With, yeah. Uh, so yeah.
3: disrespect to yeah, Belleville. That was a toss up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Quite frankly, and I mean, it wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't like anybody thought that that was going to be lopsided. Here you go, Cameron Martinez, 192 yards in the third quarter. Just so he, uh, with right tonight's on. with tonight's action, he passed uh, Ladarius Jefferson's uh, um,
1: school record for oh. offense. I was getting good uh, standard. I, 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 I was getting all the numbers together for our top 10, and uh, we're, we're still missing a couple, so maybe somebody out there can help us. But all jokes aside, uh, it, it, you look at those numbers, and uh, honestly, it was like one of those things, I wrote them down, and I, I did double-check. I was or, like, or are video, these right? The video game yeah. numbers. I, I really, yeah. I'm not joking. I did that. I, I like, looked, and I would, oh, my goodness, they are right. I mean, they're sick numbers. They really Man, are.
3: like somebody misplaced a decimal. Yeah, right.
2: <laughs> and I'm someone that has been pretty vocal in my... Um, displeasure with the current transfer climate but I think this is a situation that just needed to happen Cam Martinez again all due respect to Muskegon Catholic Central they got a great program Mm -hmm. but Cam Martinez needs to play at the level that he's playing at with Muskegon High School and this was the right move for him um, here here. at at, at, you know as a as a young man and you know he's showing that you know Bright lights are on. The big game is, is is before us. He's gonna come up. He's gonna he, he's gonna come out there and come up with a big time performance.
0: Yeah. So uh, Buford Hudgerson said state champs had Belleville losing thirty nine to thirteen to West Bloomfield. Do you pick scores? No. Oh, Okay. Mm-hmm. He says I wonder how that panned out. Mm-hmm. Lmao. Right. Uh, yeah, I don't remember us well, picking a score. I no. but uh, we did. I did believe that. Uh, that uh, West Bloomfield would win and again I'm go- coming off what I saw them do last week to Catholic Central granted Catholic Central still had an opportunity to win at the end but uh, again they looked so good and uh, CJ Harrison was in command so um,
1: you know one thing that Crowell and I know we talked about this a few weeks ago in, in my radio side of life yeah. we, we had him on about a month ago and it was interesting because he he was really hard on his guys and he said I don't want these guys believing any of the headlines they're getting. Right. They're 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 not that good yet, right. you know. And I was like, if he keeps that message up, these kids are going to be they're going to be willing to go to war, and that's yep. what they're doing right Germain now. Was a yep.
2: big big reason that Catholic uh, Catholic Central <laughs> that Castac took that step that it's taken sure. in the last uh, ten years with them kind of going from just uh, a good story in the PSL to a good story across the state and some in some ways across the country uh, in terms of what they can put up on the field uh, on a, a year-in, year-out year out basis. that The construction of that aspect of the Cast Tech program, yeah, Thomas Wilter's name on it, but Jermaine Crowell had a big, yeah. big part to do with that, and it's not shocking that he's been able to go over to Belleville and get this thing moving as
3: fast as he has. Well, yeah. he was quite honest last week about the fact that they haven't put a complete game together, yep. and and which, which is scary because they're unbeaten, but the fact that they still have some inconsistencies, they still have some lapses, they still have some times when they play kind of like a team that maybe isn't as experienced in this portion of the season, but when they do put it all together...
0: The talent they have that is scary. All but right, we're going to gonna we're gonna welcome in the head coach, Ed Midland. Eric Metner is on the line for us. I'm sure they are on a bus, a celebratory bus, back to Midland to celebrate their 43 to nothing defeat at Wald Lake Western. Coach, can you hear us?
4: Uh, he won't be able to hear us right now. He's oh. having some issues.
0: Um, so we'll try to get that as okay. soon as we can. All right, so uh, we'll try to get him back on the line, and, uh, and then we'll talk to him.
1: That, that's such, and, and that's one thing that we can talk to Coach about, that, that's such a fine line because, of course, everybody's fired up. I mean, You win like that, you win against Waldo Lake Western. But, but you know, is, is it the old 24-hour rule? Okay, we're done. Tomorrow, we're done. We start looking ahead to next week. I mean, that's tough to do for young men this age because they know what they did tonight. I mean, to, to do it in that fashion too, guys, um, you know, Coach, Coach has his cut, work cut out for him. Well, yeah, especially when you got Muskegon
0: on shores. Next, Absolutely uh, yeah. on on the uh, on the agenda, um, but uh, this is where they want to be. And uh, again, nine and three record. Um, they are. Uh, you've had the opportunity actually to see them a couple times, mm-hmm. right? Yep.
3: No, just once. Just, just once. once. Yep. A very solid team. Not not very anything solid. flashy, but that's that's kind of traditional. It, it kind of cracked me up a little bit because there was a guy who kept stepping in front of me when I was trying to take pictures, and I was getting a little annoyed until he turned around, and it was Gary Joswiak, mm-hmm. who had was the Midland coach for 30-odd years, yeah. including when I was in high school. And so I kind of went... Oh, and all of a sudden, I felt like a sixteen-year-old kid again <laughs> yeah. because this is Josie walking in front of me. Um, but it, with him still hanging around the program, and that that program has that, that program was a very consistent one. It, it until the '90s, it didn't really make long runs in the playoffs. Yeah, but they had that stretch where they—I think it was thirty-two odd years—where they had winning seasons. They were always just pretty good. Yeah, and so now they've kind of a couple of times in the '90s, they made trips to the to uh, to. The Silver Dome and the DeFord Field, yeah. and now this is another one. When they, where when they, they had
0: Andrew Maxwell under the yep. center, he was yep. uh, he was getting it done, and they were as they were as good as it they gets. Were, yeah. uh, for a first good. stretch there in in the 2000s,
1: there's no question yeah. about it. So, uh, we still don't have them. They are correct. Gonna, they are going to have a tough time next week. I mean, uh, Sincere Dent is, is healthy again, and right. you know we were talking about some of the big numbers, the numbers that he put up. You got to remember, and what uh, is about the equivalent of eight and a half games. Yeah. It's absurd. I mean, he's he's averaging 7,000 yards a carry, too. I mean, mm-hmm. that's, that's the crazy thing about it.
3: And he's doing a really good league, too, yep. and against really good competition, because one of the crossovers was East Kentwood to start the season, and I think that was kind of when ev- when he put himself on the map, and when Mona Shores kind of said, okay, well, this isn't a... We weren't really sure where Mona Shores was going to sure. slot in at the start of the season. I think a lot of people were putting yeah. East Kentwood as that next squad on, right. the, on the west side. And they really trounced him in that first week, yeah. and then he would obviously ripped off. They served, off, no, they served notice. Yeah, and and since Dent came out in that first yeah. game and made a statement, and yeah, he's a big bruising mm. running
0: back. Yeah, I would imagine with 58 points, he had a good night tonight. So we'll have to see uh, what his numbers are. Um, once those come in. so uh, Well, remember, State Champs High School Sports Show is on every Sunday at 9 a.m. on Fox Sports Detroit. We will have several uh, games. We'll probably end up having well over a dozen games uh, on the show this week. We've got some nice packages that some of our uh, friends in Flint and in Uh, The west side of the state, they will be able to provide for us, including that Muskegon-Mona Shores game we just asked about. Uh, So there will be lots of good things to watch. Uh, Also, if you can't wait that long, uh, our senior editor, producer, Jonathan, gets great about getting the highlights together. And he will have those posted on Twitter later tonight. So you should be able to see pretty much everything that we'll have on the show late tonight, definitely by tomorrow morning. Now, we are going to cover a couple of Saturday games, um, so including the Farmington. I think just the Farmington-Harrison one we'll have uh, locally because uh, that literally, and we can kind of address that now, that literally will be the yeah. final game ever played. <laughs> the final it's the, f- the final, 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 final game. Final the final third game.
2: time that we've declared it to be the final game. But now, but now we know for sure it is, because right. yeah. now it goes neutral
0: site. Right. Right. Exactly. It's, uh, John Harrington you
2: know joking with the reporters uh, after the Country Day win, and then actually after the Cranbrook win as well, yeah. saying, oh, yeah. it looks like we might have another chance for yeah. another home game yeah. of f- to celebrate the, the end of, of football at the at the uh, uh, corner of uh, 12 Mile and, and Middlebelt.
0: I would imagine that you'll have you know some people who now that they know it's official official mm-hmm. and that, that they're still alive and it's exciting it's regionals that they'll want to come out and just kind of soak it in you know one more time you're gonna be there I mean think of all the games all yeah. the big games you've seen yep. inside that stadium uh, over the years. And
2: in and, 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 and playoff uh, great playoff games um, I can recall yes. uh, in the 2010 uh, run to the championship. They played De La Salle there in the regionals and uh, they got up um, I think by two or three scores and De La Salle came back and that was when Shane Morris, Sugar Shane was a yeah, sophomore and yeah. kind of getting himself on the map. Yeah, he got, um, his,
0: he got his offer after. after yeah, uh,
2: and uh, that was a, a Harrison team that had future NFL players like Aaron Burbridge and Devin Funchess and Mario Jamudia. Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah, there's a lot of history.
0: A lot of history yeah. at, uh, on and, that field. Yeah, Michigan State clipboard holder, Tommy Vento. Yep.
2: Yep. Tommy Vento, <laughs> uh, you know, I, to plug uh, uh, Bernie's I Bites. I give him a hard time. i plug Bernie's Bites on He our, was our on Mr. Our Football, so I, yeah. I'm
0: giving him a hard time.
2: And I, I did a, uh, for my blog, I'm, I'm doing, uh, I'm breaking down the greatest, um, uh, ranking 1 to 10 the best offensive players Harrison's ever had. So first I did quarterbacks, then I did running backs, Uh, Now I'm going to do wide receivers, um, and that's been rolling out on the blog, so you can have a nice debate about um, who are the best to ever uh, play those positions in 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 the green and gold. But you know, I had a debate with a number of people that were associated with the program about Tommy Vento. Where does he fall Mm -hmm. in that in that listing? Because he only played one year. It was a one of the all-time great one-year star. You know, for a guy that was in his final year of high school, starting his first season of high school football, it's got to go down as one of the greatest seasons of that, that fits that bill. He threw for 3,000 yards, 32 touchdowns, Mm. took his team to an undefeated team in the state championship. If Tommy Vento had wanted to, he could have gone, played football at a GLIAC school, and probably at a lower level uh, Division I program. He decided to go to Michigan State. He was a backup for four or five years only saw the field a couple of times um but I, I, I'm f- of the firm belief that you can put Tommy Vento up there in the top five uh, quarterbacks to ever play at Harrison he just happened to play that one season you know coach I've, I've talked to some coaches you know could have gone differently the season before that there was a senior that um that started that year I think that there was loyalty to that senior who had a very good season. Vince the Prince Salatino uh, threw for 25, y- uh, 25 touchdowns that season. But Tommy Vento easily could have started that year, and he would have been a two-year starter. You know, wh- Where does he land in that top ten? You can see uh, on my blog where I put him, but I definitely put him in the conversation for top five. Yeah. You know, after you get past Mill Coleman and Drew Stanton, it really opens up. you got a lot of really good quarterbacks to choose from. I did a top ten. You can check it out.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I agree. And, uh, you know, that, that team, um, because we followed it so closely, was so special. And, uh, you know, with his brother Jake, who was, uh, yeah. you know. One of his top
2: targets. Yeah. He's throwing to Jake Vendo. He's throwing to Aaron Burbridge. Exactly. He's throwing to Devin Funches. I mean, it's got to be one of the greatest wide receiver uh, or one of, one of the greatest receiving cores, this area seen in the last couple of decades. Right,
0: and it was, I believe, that season that, uh, in fact, I know it was, that they beat Brother Rice on, on that, that crazy, uh, play. crazy yep. play where he fell yep. down and the ball was still up and he picked it up and ran the other way with it. And,
2: and then Burbridge closed the game with a pick six. Yep,
0: yep. and closed the game with a pick six. And, uh, and that was also the season where, um, and I'm, I think it was that, brother rice game was before somebody had a picture of ojimudi in a nike gear or something and then he got suspended remember he had to set out, 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 out the half the half of a the game, first over, half yeah yeah i think it was that playoff game something
2: regarding he was
0: wearing i thought it
2: was a it was a, it was a wearing something i thought it was something regarding some all-american honor that he had taken in somehow yeah. that he I don't remember there was some eligibility was. issue with him yeah. accepting the- it
0: was crazy so um, hey I do want to shout out uh, and we talked we just mentioned it you know um, looking at some of the comments on YouTube we're also live on YouTube uh, STP 77 rising says Dh reading Rangers are under the radar they beat Ottawa Lake Whiteford last year's d8 champion convincingly last week look at the results this year wow and I agree Um whiteford was playing as dominant as anyone and putting up 55 65 every game and for reading to do that uh is uh was shocking and now they got to take on detroit southeastern which is amazing uh a year it was uh, 10 years ago that Fortson and detroit southeastern played in the regional and it was uh, one of those regions that both John and I were at, and we posted w- what we've been doing on our State Champs Twitter page is reliving old playoff games through our yeah. archives. Which was also
2: the theme of my uh, my rundown this week that you can find on the State Champs Twitter. I'm doing a lot of okay. self. Uh, That's okay. Self promotion. Wow. Yeah.
1: Uh, <laughs> <the way>. yeah. <laughs>
2: but yeah, I talk about in in uh, in in the wake of what we saw from Harrison last yeah. week with that crazy finish. Yeah. I talked about some of the the best playoff. Uh, dramatic endings that I've personally witnessed
0: in the last 25 years. Okay, yeah, cool. That's awesome. And just the fact that in 10 years, Detroit Southeastern has gone from a Division One school to <laughs> Division a Division Eight, eight, yeah, eight school, school is uh, absolutely insane. It's really the only way you could do Games it. Games at
1: Hillsdale, too.
0: Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. they're going to play at Hillsdale. A, a quick
2: aside when we look back on that 2010 Harrison team, yeah. people in history will forget The 2011 team might have been better than the 2010 team because he returned everyone besides Tommy Vento. Jake Vento moves from wide receiver to to quarterback, quarterback. goes bananas. And unfortunately for them, he breaks his foot in the... It was either the first round or the second round of the playoffs. But that team was ranked... I could be wrong, but I think they were top five in the country. They were at least top ten in the country. Their 2010 team, I don't think, cracked the top twenty. Yeah. But that team was nationally ranked and nationally ranked very high, and would have won the program's fourteen. Most likely, would have won the program's 14th state crown if Jake Fanto doesn't break his. Oh, uh, he break was bawling
0: when they lost yeah. the playoff game. He was bawling, like you know. And yeah, that had was had a so season where
2: uh, he just. Uh, wore it all, you know, wore it all out on, on his sleeve, and and played oh, with yeah, such um, such passion and such uh, uh, just Grit. had the intestinal had the, uh, in, intestinal fortitude of a warrior. Yeah,
0: week there. two against Southfield, he got yeah.
2: pummeled. They were like, you know, his teammates were picking him yeah. up and carrying him into
0: the yeah, huddle. I know, it's insane. Uh, Eric Stevens uh, said, is there a more balanced team than Chippewa Valley?
5: I Maybe don't not. think no. there is. No.
0: Uh you know uh we've had some responses that you know some of these people hadn't seen uh uh Belleville. Um Ellis had a 99-yard TD run tonight. Um interesting. She just, well, keep, can't. Yeah. just keeps Yeah.
3: he's making big plays. And, yeah, big and, big
0: big and, plays. And an
2: example of a kid that can go into a season with a certain perception uh on him whether it be a recruiting perception or uh, a perception from the the experts, you know. I don't think anyone would have told you uh, to start the year that this is a kid that is is going to play in the Big Ten and will be in the in the conversation if you were going to make a, a first team All State that he would be you know have a good argument to be you know without question the first team All State player because yeah. he was a guy that you know, was probably looked at as the third or fourth best player in that team coming into this year. He was going to Central Michigan, um, and without question, he's proven that he's a a prime-time playmaker. He's going to be playing the Big Ten next year at Indiana, and he's having one of the best seasons of any wide receiver in the entire state.
3: Well, and before he flipped, I mean, we talked early on in the season about how many skill position players Central had committed to them. Can you imagine Daquan Finn throwing to David Ellis and handing a ball off to Lou Nichols next year? I mean, I mean David Ellis
2: kind of came out of nowhere at the end of last end year. Of last year yeah. He wasn't a kid that people were talking about when he was a sophomore, even at the start of his junior year. Yeah. People started to get hip to him at the end of his junior year, he had a, a strong uh, off season where he picked up a couple MAC offers. But, you know, hats off to David to, to come in and, and just show what he was all about his senior year. And, and it's, it, it's some of the fuel. That's, yeah, that's igniting that that uh, Chippewa Valley ship.
0: Yeah, it, it, you think about like who are the the big receivers right now, the big playmakers that are left. How did Julian
1: Barnett look tonight? You know what? It, I, it wasn't that type of game. It, yeah. it, it just wasn't that type of game. It was, it, as I said, sophomore
0: quarterback too. So to you
1: you had a situation today where um, you know Belleville did some things. As I said, they scored two long touchdowns, both were called back. And West Bloomfield hadn't done anything. So it kind of turned into the the element type of game. You know what I mean? Especially at the end. I mean, I'm convinced. I'm not 100% sure, but how about 99% sure that their last drive was all runs? It was just all runs. We're going down the field, and we're going to get it done. Quick thought on Chip Valley how many times have we sat here whether it be doing our preview or doing our our, our postscript so to speak and this will be a good challenge for chip valley one of us all of us said something that facsimile they are passing every test they're blowing out every test i mean flying colors it's disrespectful to say flying colors i mean every test that they've had they are just blowing it away so um, I, I concur with what he's saying. Boy, you'd be hard-pressed to find a more balanced team. And stadium. if you think about big-time Ever?
0: receivers still left in the game, you know, one, uh, another guy who doesn't get enough credit, but he makes big, big plays Josh DeBerry. Yeah. Oh. Who, you know, right, right now I think when that,
2: people think of Josh DeBerry, they think cornerback. Right, yeah. exactly. But this
1: year, he's... Yeah. he's like I was talking
2: player. about Khalil Dossie at Groves, yeah. this year DeBerry's moved over to the other side of the ball and has become <laughs> a, a huge part of their passing yes. game.
1: Nice. I've, I've seen him do a little bit of everything, too. Yeah. You yeah. know, yeah. I mean, they're, they're handing him a ball on Jets and everything, yeah. and... Uh, yeah. Yeah. He's he's uh, versatile, and you know that. I mean, that's the situation right now. I mean, we, we've been pretty blessed this year to see some guys used in ways that maybe we didn't expect them to sincere yeah. dent yeah. he's got he's got a block field goal yeah yeah that big giant man yeah. has a block field goal you know what I mean that's pretty cool you know audience, yeah, yeah, for, oh, for yeah West West that's Wolfville. exactly it
0: so yeah I think
1: the receiver
2: that everyone was talking about in the senior class was Trey Mosley and they should have been he's an okay. yeah a, a, a unbelievable talent. Yeah, and, he, and he's, he gonna, had he's a gonna big, have, he had I big touchdown I think he's gonna have a Cody white like impact when he hits um uh, when he hits East Lansing, because yeah. I think they're similar type players. Yeah. Um, but you know, no one was talking about David Ellis.
5: Yeah.
0: Right. <laughs> yeah. No, exactly. Uh, Derek Harmon asked, uh, "What are your thoughts on the quarterback for Madison?" We talked about at length uh, Austin Brown and how great he is, and, and how he's he, just this year. He's, 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 he's uh,
1: um, You brought up the point, and what he's done this year with his legs. That's just that's you just, next you level you just so I just love when
2: you see kids that that are wanting to work and always improve and don't don't just get fat and sassy reading the headlines. Sure. Cuz this is a kid that's been getting headlines since he was in 8th grade.
0: Yeah. I'll give a shout out to my boy Mark Edwards. Mark uh, and I went to Specs together years and years ago. He's now working in in the Walled Lakes uh kind of communications department and handles uh, the website and everything for them. So, I told him I'd give him a shout out on the uh, on the and, cast and he also me out. gave me those hand warmers which literally <laughs> <Yeah>. saved. <laughs> those saved are lifesavers. Saved my life. life.
2: Saved my life. And for for Austin, part of that m- expanding his his skill set was getting in the weight room and dedicating himself to, to building his frame. Because he's always been you know, kind of a slighter-built uh, guy. Mm-hmm. And you know he's got a little more chiseled. And, and now their running, play, their, their running game is going through him just as much as their passing game is sure. going through him. So, real so he's quick, pushing the needle.
0: Real quick, uh, what we'll do is I'll give you uh, quickly, we'll recap all the scores here real quick. We'll take a quick break. When we come back... Because uh, I, I mentioned it, we're going to talk a little bit about the Mr. Football Ward and the Anvil news that I have, and then we'll uh, talk about some games for tomorrow, and then we'll wrap it up. So, uh, quickly, in Division One, Clarkston beats Lapeer 13 zip. They will take on the winner of Rockford, Celine, tomorrow. Yep, and that, that
3: stat that I was referring to earlier of the 10 losses in Lapeer's history, five are to Clarkston. Yeah, yeah. there you That's... go.
0: Uh, yeah. beats West Bloomfield tonight, 13-10 at home. They will take on Chippewa Valley, who beat a, uh, resurgent Fortson team, but they won convincingly 42-7. to And now it's kind of interesting, because when you had an, an Elements game, I figured, like, ooh, that's kind of playing right into where Fortson wants to be. They want to play a, a ground-pound, you know, kind of, uh, Elements game, but, got uh, off the ball. Yeah, but, um... Yeah, Chip Valley's just, you know, they're just, they just are who they are right now. They're a breakaway freight train right now. Yeah.
2: I really think the only team that can beat Chippewa Valley could be Chippewa Valley.
0: Yeah, yeah. Although, yeah, if it does end up Chippewa Valley and Clarkson, that could be. Really, really, really something for uh, for field. But we're getting ahead of ourselves. In Division Two, Muskegon, Mona Shores, Beach, Portage, Northern, 58-28. Midland, Blanks, Wild Lake, Western, 43-zip. It's Warren, De La Salle over Port, Huron, Northern, 21-3. And Birmingham, Groves, all over Livonia, Franklin, 53-29. to Muskegon beats Cedar Springs tonight, 34-18. Uh, yeah, and again, has us asking, what's wrong with Muskegon? Uh, Zealand East over Parma Western 50 to 24. Uh, and the other game in Division Three, Martin Luther King all over Allen Park 54 to 15. So the King Crusaders back if you had any doubt that they weren't. There was one game tonight played in Division IV, and that was Williamson uh, beating St. Clair 28 to zip. In Division V, uh, most of the games will be tomorrow, but Marine City and Denby went to double overtime. Marine City, the Mariners, hang on 40 to 32. Two to win that one. Uh, and in Division 6, Traverse City St. Francis beats Kingsley 41 20. They will advance as Jackson Lumen Christie will as well. They blank Blissfield 33 to Zip. Uh, Lake City over Ross Common in division 7 34 to 28 new Lothrop beats Paywamo Westphalia 26 to 14 in a battle of two Giants there in d7 and Madison Height. Madden Madison has no problem against Riverview Gabriel Richard, 44 to 7 the final score in that one in division eight Harbor Beach beats Flint Beecher tonight 35 to zip so they are moving on all the other games tomorrow in eight player division one there was one game played tonight uh, it's pronounced more Right or Morris? Morris, Morris. Morris. okay. Morris. Forty to eight over Cologne. It is definitely not colon. I know that. Uh, more <laughs> more. They, they will move on. And it, in eight-player division two, Rapid River uh, beat Cedarville 36-30 So uh, they're moving on. The other two games will be tomorrow. They're in the semifinals in eight-player. So uh, they will have their uh, state championship, which is uh, at the Superior Dome. Uh, next Uperdome. week. Uperdome. Uperdome. Well, yeah. I'm joking. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, okay, so we're going to take a time out, guys. We are going to come back, and again, uh, we'll talk about some games tomorrow. Uh, we will also talk about our two contests that we have going. So stick with us. Extra Point Live. We'll be right back.
5: My passion is architecture. I don't want to sit around passively studying. I need to create. In our architecture studios at Lawrence Tech, we collaborate with students, faculty, and professionals from around the world. And from day one, we design using the same industry standard software that architecture firms use. I really feel like I'm designing my own future here. Lawrence Tech, possible is everything. Today we'd like to talk about the requirements that varsity coaches have to help guide your children's teams. Head coaches of varsity high school teams in Michigan have up to three requirements they must fulfill to be able to coach in the MHSAA postseason tournament in any sport. First, a head coach of a varsity sport must have a valid CPR certification. Second. Head varsity coaches, as well as all of their assistant and sub-varsity coaches are required to complete a rules meeting annually for their sport, which contains a health and safety component covering concussions, emergency readiness, and heat and hydration issues. Third, each individual hired for the first time as a high school varsity head coach at a member school must have completed at least one level of the MHSAA's Coaches Advancement Program. These steps help make high school sports, educational athletics as safe as possible for the young people participating in our program. You can learn more about coaches' education and health and safety issues in school sports by visiting the MHSAA website.
1: Fundraising should be fresh, flavorful, and simple. We have the perfect solution at Hungry Howie's. Doughraiser. Your team or school can sell
4: paper pizza certificates that can be redeemed for one medium pizza at participating
1: locations. Hungry Howie's makes it easy. It's just a little mini pizza box and we make lots of money. Lots of dough. Go to Doughraiser.com to learn more and sign up. Your next fundraiser comes with flavored crust. Welcome to Hungry Howie's Doughraiser.
0: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the final half hour of the State Champs Extra Point Live podcast. We really have had fun uh, doing this over the past three weeks. Uh, We will not do it next week. We'll go back to a traditional podcast because all the games are on Saturday. So, uh, and unless these guys want to come in here on Saturday night, uh, that's up to you. So, you, huh? You won't be here. I won't be here. Yes, I can tell you that right now. Um, but, uh, yeah, because I have, I can record at home. So that, that's what he's saying.
4: You'll
0: be in Indiana, right? I'm not not going to Indiana. No, I'm not going. Nope. I'm here. Um, so anyway, so I do not believe we're going to do that. So, um, but that's okay. We'll still have a traditional podcast. It'll be a predicted podcast. And, uh, We'll, uh, we'll talk about what's happening. So uh, I do want to mention a couple of things. How is Mr. Football Race still happening? Uh, the voting will continue through Wednesday, a week from Wednesday. So uh, Wednesday at noon, which is the 21st, is when we will end the voting. And then we will uh, quickly choose our final four. And we'll debut that on the State Champ show that will air uh, that Sunday at 9, a, at 9 a.m., that is our Ford Field Show, the first, uh, you know, the, the state finals are, are going on. So at our state final show, we always do the Final Four, and then just a few days later after that, we choose our champion. So uh, I will say this. I don't it's, even, like,
2: it's like when the, uh, we elect a pope. We all get in the same room. Yeah, oh,
0: yeah. And then we talk the about it, and then we, have we put the smoke, smoke. smoke. We, yeah. yeah. We actually put it on, on the Internet one time, our, our deliberations. We, we, we did it live. So um, I will say this. That uh, we are trying, and I don't know if it's going to happen. We're trying to get Darius Slay to be at our announcement giveaway. because uh, giveaway. he is the he is <laughs> the spokesman for Hungry Howies. <laughs> not like we're giving away turkey. So, no, there's no giveaway. I know. Uh, but um, Lesson, yes, but you know, yeah, again, no it's uh, you know, he is a professional athlete that is. Compensated for his time to yeah. have to go out, and uh, we've just got to figure if we can find some sort of number that he will be willing to. Do. Well, you know, whatever. It's not even sometimes know, up we, to him, so know, I don't want to put it we, out there like he's some money grubber. It's not a time. We he loves high school football. We I mean, do. He, he goes yeah. on
2: Twitter every Friday night and says, where's that go? go?" Yeah. Right. So Great um, guy.
0: He we'll really see. Is. We'll, yeah. So we'll see if we can make that happen. That'd be cool. Uh, right now, uh, Jaron Mangum is leading the vote. Uh, So, uh, again, regardless of the fact that Cash Tech is out, if he wins the online vote, he is in our final four. And there's nothing you could say about that. He's got 17,103 votes as of this minute. Uh, Austin Brown is in second uh, with 12,280. And um McKinney behind him from River Rouge at 9551 and then Daquan Finn at 7622. So um do appreciate all the voting out there. We did a final 4 mock uh, thing to th- and we basically came down and we uh even though not everybody selected everybody together, it was just because a couple of us had picked Stephen Walker. So Steve Walker made our final 4 along with uh, Austin Brown Cameron Martinez, uh, Jared and Mangum. Jaron Mangum because he's yep. the voting champ. Yep. So uh, that's where we're kind of at right now. I'm going
1: to say, say the same thing that you and I talked about on TV. Like, honest to goodness, if you are involved in recruiting in any way, shape, or form in, in college, how in God's green earth yeah. have you not given Stephen Walker a look? I mean that that, I, that on it, what what am I missing? Yeah, Bernie, you, this is your wheel. Yeah. Is it because he's five nine? It's Is, cause is the that si- it? It's because of his
2: size, and he on. and he's a safety on the other side of the ball, and they don't like small safeties. Yeah, and this year is his first year really as the primary ball carrier yeah. for Canton. Yeah. So we didn't get a lot of looks before this season at what he
0: can do as Although a running back. Although he did have a phenomenal playoffs last he, year. He he ran the year. ball last year. but in, I, I, in the playoffs, he was outstanding. Yeah, I don't think he was, he was their, their number 1. He though. was running for hundreds and hundreds of
2: yards. Okay, I could be wrong. I, yeah. I, I didn't think he was the He may not have been. I'm saying he may have,
0: at, once the playoffs hit, yeah. became well, their even, feature,
1: like, in, uh, back, I, featured back. There are guys, multiple guys in the GLIAC that are 5'8", five, 5'9", five, yeah. that are just doing work.
2: And it I took, mean, t- it took Tariq Reed in uh, very late in the game to get his first offer, and he's yeah. uh, he's going to uh, Grand Valley, I think. Yeah. Um, and you know he was a yeah twenty five hundred yeah. yard yeah guy uh, uh, and a Mr. Football finalist a couple yeah. of years ago. Vada yeah, Davidson.
0: Yep, that's right. That's right. So uh, he, didn't get, he didn't get. I, I have a feeling that he'll come. Yeah, you, Sean's going to go. Back. Sean's got uh, highlights to do, so he's going to go do that, and uh, so we can. And kids uh, like get that get things done. I, I, I don't.
2: I, I'm I'm confident that someone like Steve Walker, before we hit signing day, he's going to find a place. I, I He'll place find a place at the table. Yeah.
3: Yeah. it yeah. just may not be, you know, high end Division One right. or even Division One. It yeah. may be D two. I yeah. mean, that or may N-A-I. be where, where he fits. Yeah, yeah. or NAI. Yeah,
2: the re- the, so much of the recruiting game that people don't really understand. It's it's you know, the traction you get early on, and unfortunately, that puts a lot of kids. Uh, behind the eight ball that, that don't get noticed until their senior year. As a result, you have a lot of slots that are already filled. Um, guys that may be committed as a sophomore or junior. Um, and then you know it, it, you have to wait until to see how things shake out come around signing day where you have guys that are, are leaving mid-major offers going to major programs or leaving D2 offers going to Division one, and then Spots open up and guys yeah. slot in. I remember uh, out of Ro- Romeo, the, their state championship team, Brad Tanner.
0: Yeah. yeah.
2: You know, he didn't yeah. have, you know, I don't think any offers. Uh, and then playoffs hit. I think he got a couple D2 offers. By the time his, his team's winning the state title, he's going to Western Michigan yeah.
3: on a scholarship. Well, Brian Kelly made a killing at Grand Valley yeah. when he was there. Getting right. that kind of player, or the kid who didn't, you know, have that early love and ended up blowing up as a senior and have, you know, just having them kind of slide in and, have a big chip on it's their un- shoulder when unfair, they get there.
2: It's unfair. It's actually unfair in both regards. It's unfair. I mean, we need to do a whole podcast on the ethics of recruiting. But it's unfair to the kid that gets the offer when he's fifteen or sixteen right. to the big, big level program that maybe he's not really should be headed for. And then, and sometimes coaches that have made those offers Shameless. realize it yeah. and push you off the, eventually push you right. off the roster. As opposed, and it's just as unfair to the kids that aren't getting the looks until yeah. the end of their senior year.
0: So let's move on to Sorry. the Anvil. It's okay, <laughs> um, because this all ties together, what yeah. you're talking about right now. Uh, we are partnering up with uh, Legacy, which, uh, if you know, the, the facility they've got out there in Brighton is, is massive and it's crazy, and they are having a college recruiting showcase yep. that's going to take place on uh, Thursday, December 6th. Justin Susanti does
2: a great job, mm-hmm. um, and... Um, Drew Callahan, I believe, is an, another one of the former Detroit rocker soccer yep. player, mm-hmm. um, is one of the owners there, and, yeah. and Justin runs it. Yeah, and uh, they've they've really built that thing into something special. Yeah, and Mike Martin's
0: involved, who right. uh, You know, who is the former Michigan. Uh, so Sante and Martin both come yeah.
2: from the Catholic Central program.
0: That's right. Uh, they're going to have over 100 college football coaches from D2, D3, NAIA, and JUCO programs. Uh, it's going to have a college coaches meet and greet. Uh, educational and recruiting seminars and on-field evaluations. So, if you are somebody who wants to play at the next level and you feel, for whatever it is, uh, you haven't just received uh, any looks, then uh, this is an opportunity for you to get your looks. Uh, you could sign up. It's a 65 bucks uh, for tuition. Uh, registration deadlines December fourth. Uh, you go to LegacyFootballOrg.com uh, to reserve a spot. And they're also going to have a live football game that's going to take place on Fox so it, Sports Detroit it's, uh, the uh, day after the football finals.
2: And it's all guys that are not non- all, un- right.
0: un- uncommitted. All kids that are uncommitted. So they get an opportunity to, to play against each other, and uh, coaches will be able to watch and when that. Justin told me and that there will be offers coming from that.
2: I had a, um, I had—, I had coffee with Justin over the uh, the summer just to kind of brainstorm some ideas and and, uh, talk about some things related to uh, what he's doing out there at Legacy and he told me about that I said that's great yeah. They do that at, they do that at basketball a lot. Right. But I haven't I haven't seen it at football.
0: Yeah. Where and they
2: put they get all the guys that haven't committed to schools yet, get them on a basketball court and get the scouts all to come out and look
0: at them. But Perfect. it's a great
2: idea to tra- transition it to, to the football landscape.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So uh we have an award called the Anvil Award, the State Champs Anvil Award that uh we decided to um you know reward a lineman or linebacker. Uh, in the state with a, an award similar to Mr. Football because we felt that the scales were just tilted too heavily towards offensive players who have stats and it was just going to be impossible for us to really reward um, one of these players unless it was just, you know, one of those things. It was just crazy, crazy uh, stats. So um, we have this award. Uh, Lance Dixon is currently leading the vote with 6,328. Uh, Ruke Orhohoro from River Rouge is in second in the vote. Um so that's pretty much kind of as far as the vo- The voting hasn't been as robust as Mr. Football, but we expected that. Um the bottom line you is know, I think
2: that as the as the years go on and people know about yeah. it, you know, I think this is kind of, there's a, yeah. a learning learning curve for the voting public.
0: No question about it, but we have some fantastic condi- uh, candidates that are in our top 10. To our own
2: credit, Mr. Football has become just kind of
0: almost to the level of Mr. Basketball. Yeah. Oh, and Mr. No football's
2: doubt. only been around for how many years?
0: Eleven. Right. This will be the eleventh year. And Mr. Football's yeah. been
2: around since the you know Miss 1981.
0: So yeah, a yeah. long, long time. Uh, Justin Rogers out of Oak Park, Logan Brown from East Kentwood, Devontae Dobbs out of Belleville, Anthony Bradford from Muskegon, Lance Dixon from West Bloomfield, Carson Barnhart from Paha. Michael Fletcher from Flint, Carmen Ainsworth, uh, Ruka Orjorohoro Orhe- from River Rouge, Adam Berghorst from Zeeland East, and Marcel Lewis from Chippewa Valley are our top ten. It is a very Very talented top 10 and uh, determining a final four. That one's going to be a challenge as well. But I do want to say this uh, as part of our cooperation with the legacy people, they have told me that um, Mike Martin and myself, we are going to present the Anvil Award live on television on Fox Sports Detroit. Uh, which is going to be again the day after the conclusion of the Saturday football finals at Ford Field. So uh, we will be choosing our Anvil Award winner, and now we just got to get them to come to Ford Field. Uh, so I'm not Ford Field. Um, yeah, Ford Field, right? They're playing at Ford Field, right? Or are they playing at Legacy? I'm sorry. I thought they're, if playing, a, I
2: thought they're playing at Legacy. I
0: think they're playing at Legacy. I'm sorry, not at Ford Field. Legacy uh, is the game. It's the day after the, the championships, Field, but yeah. it's going to be a Legacy, uh, which makes sense. It's Legacy's thing. Um, but uh, so we better get him to come out um, when we choose our guy but I think it will be something great because it will be live on TV and we can talk to him and um, it will be a really cool thing so we appreciate uh, Legacy for extending that olive branch and if we can get um, Darius Slay to do Mr. Football we are two for two and uh, really hitting, hitting everything in, in and uh, given the props that these awards uh, deserve. So um, let's do this, gentlemen. We've got about uh, 13 minutes left in the program. Uh, Why don't we talk about uh, some of the games tomorrow and uh, what our expectations are for that. Again, we do not know at this time uh, what temperatures are going to swing and flip, and there's probably going to be snow in in areas. So uh, of course, you you have to kind of Take that into account, but also uh, just think about the teams. We'll start in D one. Just one game tomorrow. Rockford at Celine. Celine. Yeah, how many times this be season one?
3: when we, when we were talking about Rockford, usually yes. on the other side yeah. from someone else, we it's were w- talking. It's about, strange that I'm we picking wrote them r- off as dead. I'm, dead. P- I'm picking
2: Rockford in an upset. It's yeah, weird. We they're, did, they're, Rockford's we like a Cinderella. Yep, doesn't and seem. It, it seems like an oxymoron.
3: I know. Celine is one of those teams that just buzzed under the radar too because uh, lost uh, uh, they early. lost their They lost their quarterback in a come, it, it was um, Chip Alley at Celine with a come from behind victory in the fourth quarter after Celine lost a quarterback and they muddled around a little bit for a couple of weeks until he came back but they haven't lost since and yeah. they haven't missed a beat
0: since. And to beat They've East been, Kentwood 42 to 7 last they week. They
3: crushed East Kentwood. That's impressive. Yeah. That's
0: a statement. That's yep. a statement and this one will be in their house 1 yep. o'clock uh, start uh, that's will a long be trip Yep, you're going to be there. That's a long trip for the Rams. Yes. Um, you know, gosh, about it. I, I that
3: was a weird. I would have stayed over
0: I would have stayed overnight tonight to play tomorrow. I, I, maybe they did. Um, but uh, that hey, Sean Belize back. Hi, how in-house. are you? Yeah, Sean. good, good. Um, so uh, we're just kind of previewing some of the games now. And uh, uh, division two, they played them all, all so tonight. so they're all set. The semifinals next week um, will be Midland and uh, at Mus- Muskegon-Mona Shores. And uh, we'll see. When I say at, I mean we have. There'll be a place that will they will play, like Alma College or something along those lines. Ferris, uh, yeah, Ferris, yeah. We'll see. Uh, and then um, Warren De LaSalle and Groves will be getting together. And again, we're going to do another podcast uh, that will predict all the semifinals after that. I but D two is Hazel set.
1: Park for the second year. I think that I think that's in Hazel. That one's going to be in Hazel Park.
0: Okay, uh, we'll know soon enough. Uh, in Division Three, there is one game tomorrow, and that is Farmington like at DeWitt. We kind of talked a little bit about it. It's going to be at Lansing Catholic, uh, but again, DeWitt, one of those teams, eleven and zero on the year. Uh, they just got by East Lansing last week, nine to seven. East Lansing, yeah. a good team, uh, but DeWitt, again, one of those teams. Uh, you know, Division Three. For as much as you know, we kind of said this is Muskegon and Roll. There's some really good teams left. I mean, yeah. Zealand East. If DeWitt, get, DeWitt does what we think they will do tomorrow, and with King doing what they did um, and Mesquite, what a stacked Final Four uh, you have in terms of competition. and Especially
3: because we were talking about that as the season started to get toward the end about where teams were going to slot in and what teams were going to drop, and when King dropped from two to three, that kind of left a little bit of a vacuum in two, aside from Mona Shore being kind of the favorite, yeah, Um, and then in
0: three, yeah, you're right, three is stacked. Yeah. And all these teams playing so well right yeah. now.
1: You know, I can't help but think. By the way, to your point, Matt. I mean, remember after that that first classic between King and Muskegon, right. there was so much talk. Who oh, knows? Maybe we we'll get, get a, maybe yeah. we'll get another crack yeah. if if this, that, or the other thing happens. But yeah. a lot of work to get there first. Oh, yeah. But uh, I, I I think they would really like that. Yeah, I think yeah. they'd really
0: like that. Absolutely. Uh, Division four has several games tomorrow, including uh, the first one, which is Escanaba. Uh, Again, one of the few. uh, There were only two UP teams left in Mm -hmm. eleven in eleven player, Uh, and they're one. And they're going to Grand Rapids Catholic Central, uh, and that is a noon start tomorrow. Uh, GRCC doing what they do, um, really establishing themselves, kind of like where West Catholic was for so many years, just a dominant, dominant. Their only
3: loss at Celine in a game that they had a chance in the fourth quarter, week one to beat. Yeah, uh, week two. Week two. Yeah, that's right.
0: Yeah, so uh again I I foresee the Cougars continuing to roll. Yep. Uh their stadium's beautiful too. If you ever get a chance oh, to see this new sure stadium is. It's so yep. nice. So nice. Uh Holland Christian and Edwardsburg getting mm-hmm. together. Um so uh that's a night game. Yes. Good lord. You talk about that? it's gonna be freezing yes. uh at, at Edwardsburg. Uh and you know, they they probably just love this weather anyway. Uh the Eddies, uh again another program that continues to just Pound, And uh, they beat Paw Paw last week 49 10. So we're anticipating an Edward Berg, Grand Rapids Catholic Central uh, semifinal, which would be a fantastic yes, game. No would. question about yes. it. Uh, Williamson beat St. Clair tonight, so they're moving on. They will take on the winner of Chelsea Farmington Hills Harrison, which is tomorrow at 1 o'clock at Farmington Hills Harrison. And uh, I don't think we've actually given enough credit to Chelsea. Uh, yeah, they were five season. and four. Right. Yeah. they
2: yeah. came in. They the they su- they surprised and upset Grozeal.
0: Yeah, beat Milan. Um,
2: beat Milan and yeah. uh, are playing really good football. Yeah, I mean, on the other side of it, I think if you're Harrison, the 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 playoff bracket gods have been kind to them and trying to create this storybook ending okay. because this is this is the kind of draw that they can handle. Um, I don't know uh, if they would have played some other teams in this first three games yeah. um, if they'd st- or the first two games if they'd be standing right now. Um, they had to sneak by Country Day and Cranbrook which were two games that I kind of expected them to uh, win by bigger margins. But now they're playing a team that's uh, you know, a Cinderella kind of in a, in a certain way in the fact that they were a 5-4 and four group. You don't expect much from 5-4 and four teams in, in the playoffs. But uh, they're on their home field, uh, Harrison's playing yep. at home, uh, a lot of emotion behind them, yeah, and uh, like I said last week, as we were doing the uh, as we were doing this podcast, in my opinion they're playing with house money right now yeah
4: mm-hmm.
2: Th- this is this is a Harrison team that is playing over their heads right. mm-hmm. um, this is an eight and three team that isn't your typical eight and three Harrison squad, no, right. and that's a tribute to the coaching job uh, and and the and the playmakers that are stepping up and yep. and the senior leaders that are making sure that uh, you know everyone's on their p's and q's for this. Uh, uh, f- Last dance, if you will, for, for the Farmington Hills Harrison football
0: dynasty. Yeah, uh, yeah, finding a way. Again, just the fact they've gotten into the regionals in their final season is Great a, a testament yeah, to the program. And we'll see if they can knock off uh, the Bulldogs tomorrow. It'll be interesting to see. In Division 5, we've got uh, several games tomorrow, just one play tonight, and that was Marine City in double OT over Detroit Denby tonight. So uh, Reed City and Saginaw Swan Valley getting together, both teams 11 and 0. Uh, mm-hmm. This is going to be a good one. Both one o'clock, teams, yeah. yeah, one o'clock game. This was uh, both both teams handily won last week. Um, you know, Saginaw Swan Valley, a team that we haven't really Swan pontificated is, about, yeah, but Swan um,
3: Valley has cruised, cruised all season long, cruised. even when they played teams that have been. Uh, they beat Frankenmuth, which is yep. also still alive yep. and plays Tomorrow at yep. Portland, it's it, it's a team that seemingly had never not been challenged this year yeah, really right. it's been and and that's not not a bad thing that's yeah. that's that they've been beating people so badly yeah. this is a team that made it all the way to the finals last year and kind of came back this year with maybe a you know we missed an opportunity last year we're not going to do that again attitude
0: and speaking of unchallenged, Reed City has been unchallenged this year as well. Oh my goodness. <laughs> <Very laughs> so. Yeah. Both teams have just been crushing their opponents. Is
1: that the closest game 21 points against yeah. Montague, right? Yep. Is that? Wow. Yeah, 58-22
0: here. And but Montague's yeah, yeah, you're still right. alive. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I, yeah. So um, that's going to be yeah, a battle of, uh, of the big boys. Uh, for that one, so uh, they will take on the winner of the Hudsonville Unity Christian Kalamazoo Hackett game. Hackett, another team that's undefeated. Undeaten. They're going to yeah. play at Vicksburg, and that's a three o'clock start tomorrow. Uh, you know, Unity Christian, a great story as well. They continue to win. They beat Muskegon Oakridge last week in a shootout, uh, but and it was and it was Hackett uh, beating Hopkins again. Another very high scoring game. So we'll see how that one uh, plays out in the end. Frankenmuth and Portland will get together. Portland is undefeated this season. Mm-hmm. Uh, I picked Frankenmuth in this one just because I feel they're playing uh, as well as anybody right now, and it's all about the hot hand, and they've been there before. Um, but uh, you know, I picked Lansing Catholic to be Portland, and I felt they were playing as good as anyone. So in Portland that just keeps so, their business. Man. They just yeah, keep going. I mean, yeah. yeah, they're keeping it going. So uh the winner of that one will take on Marine City in the semifinals. So uh that's some action tomorrow. Another game tomorrow in division six. We had two Montague at that's Schoolcraft, cool, right? yep. two nine and two squads getting together and Montrose at Flint Hamity. Flint Hamity is unbeaten this season. They're coming off a win over e course, uh, where they put up forty seven points last week. I d- it's very interesting, you know, if, if things turn out the way they have today, we are going to see more of these kind of 33 yeah. nothing wins uh, that uh, probably shouldn't be that way. But one team shows up, they dominate in the cold, and another team just can't get it together. And they just, uh, for whatever reason, uh, can't get it warm. So um, we'll see how that one plays out. Um, it'll be very interesting. Yeah, Montague still alive, and Montague, another
1: team with... Uh, with few unbeaten records. teams. Few unbeaten teams in that yeah. little bracket as well. I mean, you're talking about three teams that haven't lost yet that yeah. could potentially be moving on next year. Yeah, week. and another
0: unbeaten team, Kasopolis, uh in Division Seven will take mm-hmm. on Monroe St. Mary Catholic Central uh, tomorrow. That is a one o'clock start at Kasopolis. Uh, You know, uh, you, you win that one, you get Madison Heights Madison in the semifinals, but. Uh, you know, again, w- would playing L- new Lothrop be that any easier? No. Mm, no. So uh, you know, you will have um, uh, an unbeaten Lake City team still alive who who does get new draw a new Lothrop for next week. Um, but uh, we'll see what um, uh, what Casopolis can do if they can uh, if they can defeat Monroe Saint Mary Catholic Central tomorrow. Um, we will find out. Uh, I do not think so. I think. I mean, I do think so. I think Kasopoulos will take care of business. Uh, in they've been th- trucking
4: people. Kasopolis. Yeah, yeah. They've been.
0: They've been. been uh, we got two two undefeateds going uh, in D eight Breckenridge at Ishpeming. Uh, that's a Saturday. Uh, it's a one o'clock start tomorrow. Um, Ishpeming, of course, with a, a fantastic uh, track record, yeah. and uh, both teams uh, put up uh, high thirty scores uh, last week. Um,
3: as much as Breckenridge was almost kind of a, one of the favorites in D8, I almost picked against them just because of the track record of troll teams yeah. going across that's the bridge I mean. to play yeah, in the UP. I mean. It's yeah. it's not a good track no. record, no. No ever. troll
1: teams. Yeah. That's, the I, old term, I, I, was legs legs. Speaking, the I
3: was speaking to my UPer friends yeah, there. Uh, yeah. the,
1: the, the bus legs for the trolls. Yeah. Uh, it, yeah. It's real. It's real. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, no doubt. Ishpeming has uh, certainly uh, ended many, many seasons over the uh, last few years, and they do it uh, in a lot of times just humiliating yeah. fashion. Like they just Crystal run Falls the ball Forest right Park you. used
3: to do that yeah. incessantly. It was yeah. always yeah somebody who was ranked you know 19 spots higher than them, and they would just crush him in the Uber Dome.
0: Uh Two seven and four teams getting together tomorrow in D8. Menden is at Holton. Uh, I don't know mm-hmm. if we've talked about Menden or Holton this year <laughs> at mm-hmm. all, and here they are in the regionals. Uh, so uh, good on that. And uh, we'll have Detroit Southeastern and Reading getting together, that one at Hillsdale. Uh, that's a 1 o'clock start tomorrow. Uh, Southeastern, you know, uh, good on them that they they continue to play again. No resources, mm-hmm. and uh, these kids are, are doing it. Um, I think they've got a, a, a full plate uh, to see if they can beat Reading. But, um, you know, um What Reading did to Whiteford last week is, I would say, makes them the favorite, Nate, although Harbor Beach is going to say, bring it! because uh, they won today 35 nothing over Flint Beecher. So um, we'll see what happens in that, and there's eight-player uh, going on, too. But we're going to wrap it up here, guys. Remember, State Champs, Sunday, 9 a.m. Uh, you can also follow us on Twitter and Facebook and YouTube page. We'll have all the highlights up from this uh, regional weekend, and we'll talk to you next week uh, somewhere around Wednesday or Thursday for another edition of Extra Point. We'll see you then.